She was just walking home. The murder of Sarah Everard, a 33-year-old marketing executive in the United Kingdom, has galvanized women in that country to speak out about the barrage of verbal harassment, physical threats that they face every day. Everard disappeared March 3rd in South London as she walked home from a friend's house. House, Her body was found a week later. A serving police officer has been charged with her kidnap and murder. Hundreds of women gathered Saturday night near the place where Everard was last seen alive for a vigil in her honor. This is what the protest sounded like as it began. A few hours after that, when the sun went down, police moved in, broke up the event, and arrested four women, saying that the gathering was endangering public health in the time of coronavirus. And the front pages of newspapers all across the United Kingdom and around the world have been filled with pictures of women clashing with police many of them featuring a photo of Patsy Stevenson, 28 years old, being wrestled to the ground and handcuffed by officers. A quick search anywhere for this story online will show you that photo, her on the ground, being handcuffed by police. All of it has raised some very serious questions, not only about police behavior with that protest, but about the kind of intimidation, harassment, and threats that women face on a daily basis, not just in the United Kingdom, but here in Canada, too. She was just walking home has become a hashtag and a rallying cry. To talk more about it, I am pleased to welcome to the program Justice Advocate Farah Khan. Welcome. So glad to be here. This has touched off a real nerve in a way almost that, you know, Me Too did as well. As as women now are coming forward, so many women are coming forward with their own experiences about what it is like to be able to just to do things that I, as a man, just take for granted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think we know that it happens to women on a daily basis. Forms of street harassment are a daily occurrence that women experience and are subjected to in Canada. We know that 70% of women in Canada are subjected to street harassment before the age of 15, 10% before the age of 10. We need to see this as an epidemic. We need to see this as it's connected to other forms of violence. Because oftentimes, you know, people are like, oh, he just said something about your bum or he just yelled something out at you. It wasn't really violence. It wasn't really so bad. We've seen this case, this woman was harassed, she was kidnapped, and she was murdered. And not only by just any man, but a man in a position of power. And I think that's what's missing from the conversation that I'm interested Mm. in, is the fact that this man was in a position of power. Why does that stand out to you as something that should be part of the conversation? Because we're told time and time again to report to the police that the police are supposed to be protectors. But in this case, this was a person in a position of power, in a high position of power as a police officer that committed this act. And he made this choice to harm her after already doing other acts of violence towards women and wasn't intervened on. And I wonder if this could have been prevented and could have been stopped 
if people had addressed his behavior previously and his actions that were violent. And I think, you know, when we think about it in Ontario, we know that under the SIU, so the Special Investigations Unit, 55 complaints were made in 2019 of sexual assault allegations against police officers. So we know that this is not something that's just happening in the UK. This is something that's happening here, and we need to take it seriously. And it's not only police officers, but you can extend that out to, to men in, in positions of authority in any number of cases, any any number of professions, but obviously police uh, being particularly worrisome. Yeah, absolutely. I think because we're supposed to be going to police officers to make the complaint about someone harassing us. Police officers are supposed to be the people that are supposed to protect us in the community. So who's going to protect us from our protectors? And I think that's something I found really challenging. I think, too, with Sarah, it's like, she was walking home. She was walking home, going through all the safety provisions. We're supposed to, you know, talking in the cell phone, keys in the hand, all the things. And it, the thing is, it's not about what we do. It's about the way in which people think that they can treat us in public. It's if our bodies are something that are a hunting ground for men's enjoyment. Part of the conversation in the United Kingdom right now is, is about shifting this conversation about you know, saying to women, well, you probably shouldn't go out after dark. Or maybe we should just say, you know, well, maybe men shouldn't go out after dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, when I was 18, and that was a long time ago, um, I wrote an article called The Top Nine Ways to Not Get Raped. And it was a tongue-in-cheek article, but it really said, you know, don't walk out during the day because you could get raped. But don't go out at night because that could happen too. And don't walk in groups because you could get sexually assaulted by a group of people. But don't go out alone because you could get sexually assaulted by one person. And the thing is, we're told all these conflicting things for us to be safe. But the thing is, it's not about women's actions. It's about the culture of misogyny and patriarchy that allows us to thrive. It's about not having a city built for the understanding that women experience sexual harassment. So lighting is important. Or the idea that we don't invest in safety measures. The thing that we don't talk enough about to men is how you should treat women in public spaces and private spaces. I think the onus that is so much put on women to make our sure that we're safe makes us kind of scrunch ourselves so small. Think about, okay, if I wear this heels, I can't run away from someone who's attacking me. Or if I wear this skirt, I'm attracting attention I may not want. We shouldn't have to worry about those things. What we should worry about is things that are important to us. Our whole lives shouldn't be about making ourselves small to make other people feel safe. And just a, a final question, because for every action, there is a reaction, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, part of the other trend that I'm seeing emerge in the United Kingdom is this sort of, you know, the men saying, well, it's not all men. And, you know, it, it, we, we sort of see this, you know, every time there's a push for social justice on one side, the other side, well, you know, we, we all feel blamed and don't blame us all. And I wonder mm-hmm. if you could just ad- address that to those that might be listening right now, feeling that, you know, men especially, well, don't blame me. I'm not part of the problem. We're all part of the problem. Every single one of us. I'm a part of the problem, too. You know, we all are part of the problem in that we all live in a culture that is built on misogyny, that profits off misogyny and hatred of women, that profits off the subjugation of women. So until we push our governments, until we push ourselves to really address this, we are all part of the problem. But maybe people feel uncomfortable, yes, all men, but I want to say, yes, all women. Like, 
sorry, not all men, but I think we need to say yes, all women, because we know that one in three women experience sexual or physical violence in their lifetime. That is a new report that just came out from the WHO last week, the World Health Organization. And if men that are listening, if you feel uncomfortable with these conversations, that is a smidgen of what women feel every day having to face violence. Fearful to leave your house or be in your house, be around your family, be around people, because you might be subjected to violence. And the one thing you can do to change this narrative and change this conversation is not silence women who are coming forward right now because you feel uncomfortable with the conversation, but actually amplify, ensure that we feel safer. Talk to men in your life. Call them in. Do that. Build that muscle of calling in them in and saying, hey, when you talk to your wife like that, when you talk to your daughter like that, when you talk to people in your lives like that, when you make that joke, it's not okay. Men have such a responsibility right now and they need to act because it cannot be rest on the shoulders of women. Farah, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great conversation. Have a wonderful day. It's Farah Khan, justice advocate, talking about the ripple effect of what has happened in the United Kingdom with the murder of a young woman, a 33-year-old marketing executive who was kidnapped and killed. She was just walking home.